Amen. All right, so we've been, for the last three weeks, we've been talking about the importance of having a clear perspective. Um, And in order to be strong in the Lord, we we need to be able to see clear, yeah? Um, And our key text for this little mini-series has been Matthew 6.22. And it says, the eye is the lamp of the body. So if your eye is healthy, then your whole body will be full of light. But if your eye is bad, your whole body will be full of darkness. And basically we've learned that the way you see matters. It really matters. And if the way you see is healthy, then your whole body will be full of light. Um, And week one, we talked about some keys to have a clear perspective for your circumstances. We learned that how you see is how you'll be. We learned that we can actually ask God to open our eyes to see the way He does. And we learned that even when you get squeezed, the invitation for every Christian is that Jesus would come out. Amen? And, and if we got to the end and it's like, the key to that is our focus is Jesus, the author and the perfecter of our faith. And in week two, we talked about the importance of seeing people clearly because we can't avoid interactions with people. It's gonna happen. We're gonna rub up against people and there's gonna be opportunity to get offended and hurt all the time. So it's really important that we see others clearly. And we learnt um, that the battle is never with people. There's another realm at play. And we learned the importance of seeing each other according to the spirit and not according to the flesh. And we talked about following the example of Jesus and learning to walk as he walked because that's the invitation for us as he is so are we in this world. So we can actually walk in the love and the humility that Jesus walked with, yeah? And then last week we zoomed right out. We had a bit of rope and we talked about living with an eternal perspective. We were reminded that this time on earth is a miss. It's zero time compared to the whole of eternity. And we learned that Christians will actually face a judgment for how they've lived their life. That it won't just be a matter of do you believe Jesus and do you not. There will also be a judgment of Christians and there'll be eternal rewards and losses. So how we live this zero time on life, it matters. And it's important that we live in light of eternity. Um, And we ended last week, I think when it all boiled down to it, the key to living with an eternal perspective is abiding in the vine. John 15, abide in me and you will bear much fruit, says Jesus. Intimacy unto fruitfulness. When we know God, when this is good, we can't help but be fruitful, and our fruit will be fruit that lasts and doesn't get burned up on Judgment Day. All right? So today, we want to finish this little series. I'm going to tie it off with a neat little bow, Um, and we want to zoom right in to Sunday, the 16th of August, 2020. 
And I just want to give you a few thoughts um, regarding the time and season that we're living in um, and some keys to help you have a clear perspective for this time now. Is that okay? All right. Because let me tell you, it's imperative now more than ever that the church arises and shines. Men, we need to have a clear perspective so we arise and shine. The world needs Jesus. The world needs the church to be a city on a hill and a light in the darkness. Yeah? All right, so what's going on in the world right now? Things are pretty hectic. It would seem that the world's getting darker and darker. Trish made a comment on Monday night. She'd wrapped a present for Lauren, a birthday present in newspaper. And she was like, it was really hard to find a bit of paper that didn't have awful news on it. (sighs) And it's like, oh. (sighs) Our world is going through a shaking. And man, there's a spirit of fear and anxiety and hopelessness and despair trying to come on the whole earth. And the whole world is being shaken and we've got natural disasters happening and we've got like explosions happening and killing people. We've got famines. We've got the coronavirus just like destroying the economy of the whole world. We've got violence and political unrest, evil agendas. I don't even watch the news, and this is the little bit that I, I know. Oh my gosh. It would appear that darkness is covering the whole earth. That's the bad news. But there's good news, yeah? Sorry, I don't have my papers organised today. And the thing is, there's so many voices. There's so many voices trying to get our attention. And it's not just the media or social media, although like, that's a huge voice. But there's also like so many theories getting thrown around, even in Christian circles. So many um, men, so many conspiracy theories, so many theories about, is this the last days? Is there going to be a rapture? Oh my gosh. Is Jesus coming back today? Like there's so much. And if you were to listen to every single person that has an opinion, it would end up being a rabbit hole of no return. Has anyone like ever started to listen to a few things and then you start being like, oh my gosh, I feel confused. There's lots of voices. So today I want to make it super simple for us. Is that okay? I'm good at simple. I feel like if you look at biblical timelines and you look at prophecy in the Bible, it's obvious that we're living in the last days. And and to be like quite frank, We've been living in the last days ever since Jesus left the earth. For 2,000 years, we've been in the last days. And today is one day closer to the return of Jesus. Jesus is coming back. All right? What we're seeing in the world, I believe, is birth pains. It's just the beginning of the like turbulation that is coming on the earth before the return of Jesus. But what we believe about this time, it matters because it will determine how we live. So it's really important that we have a clear perspective, yeah? 
For me, I think this is really simple. I exist, the purpose of my life is to know God and to make him known. Whether Jesus is coming back today, I'm alive to know God and to make him known. If he's coming back in 10 years, I'm alive to know God and make him known. If he's not coming back for 200 years, I'm still alive to know God and to make him known. Doesn't matter. Does that make sense? It's not going to change. I'm going to know God and make him known on the earth. All right? (sighs) Even if he's coming back in a thousand years, I'm going to know God and make him known. I'm going to be about my father's business. I'm going to be getting busy doing the work which he's laid out for me to do because he's given me a job and he's given you a job. And he's given us as a church a job to do, yeah? John Bevere says, he's like, how would you, you need to live every single day as if Jesus is coming back today. Because if we live that way, then we probably won't be having a huge binge on Netflix and on things that don't matter. So we need to live each day as if Jesus is coming back today. But then he's like, but we need to plan as if he's coming back in 200 years. This is not a time for you to like hide in a little cave and be like, oh, I'm just going to know you, God, and Jesus is coming back, so I'm not going to worry about anything else. I'm just going to huddle. That's not going to go well for you. I feel like that's burying your light. It's time for, for us to arise and shine. It's time for us to let the world know that Jesus is alive and give them the hope of the gospel. Yeah? All right, let's go to Haggai 2. And I believe this scripture is um, speaking to us. I'm not going to keep you very long today. But I believe this scripture is speaking prophetically into the time that we're, we're in right now. In Haggai 2.4, it says, Be strong. We've been talking about being strong. Be strong, all you people of the land, declares the Lord. Work. Everyone say, work. For I am with you, declares the Lord of hosts according to the covenant that I made with you when you came out of Egypt. My spirit remains in your midst. Praise God. His spirit is with us. Fear not. For thus says the Lord of hosts, yet once more in a little while, I will shake the heavens and the earth and the sea and the dry land. And I will shake all the nations so that the treasures of all the nations shall come in. And I will fill this house with glory, says the Lord of hosts. The silver is mine and the gold is mine, declares the Lord of hosts. The latter glory of this house shall be greater than the former, says the Lord of hosts. And in this place, I will give peace, declares the Lord of hosts. So there's been a global shaking of the world. You know what, there's been times in the past where there's been a shaking of like certain regions, 
like a little shaking of a country or whatever. But this year in 2020, we've seen a global shaking, a, a pandemic that is affecting the whole world. And I feel like the Lord is actually saying and using this to, to be like, Christians, it's actually time for you to get your eyes on the things that needs to be on. Yeah? Um, we've seen that our societies are much more fragile than we thought. And I feel like the, the Lord is saying to his church, wake up, wake up, Christians, wake up, wake up. Stop putting your hope in this world. Stop being distracted by this world. It's time to wake up. <clears throat> Why? Why do we need to wake up? I feel like this is being prophesied and I feel it. Tally was like, I feel it in my waters last week. I feel like we're on the verge of seeing the greatest move of the Holy Spirit that the world's ever seen. We can't have Christians asleep while that's going on because we need all hands on deck we need all hands on deck. We need you, we need me. We need to be getting about making disciples. And if we look at the significant moves of God in the last couple of hundred of years, blah, I said that wrong, in the last couple of hundred years, most of them have been in like one geographical location and you've had to like get on a plane to go and experience the the move of God or the revival because it's been like stuck to like an area. But when we look at the book of Acts, I feel like revival went wherever the disciples went. They were sitting, they were waiting for the Holy Spirit in the upper room and then boom, Holy Spirit comes and then they go out and boom, 3,000 saved. 3,000, not a planned meeting, nothing planned, just Holy Spirit. And then a couple of pages over, it's like, boom, 5,000 saved. And then as those, those disciples went out, like they were filled with the Holy Spirit and with power and they carried revival wherever they went. And then it says the whole region of Asia heard the gospel in two years, 2.5 years or something crazy like that because they carried revival in them. And I feel like this scripture in Haggai, it's like, when I was reading it, I felt like the Holy Spirit was saying, you haven't seen anything yet. The, the former glory of the house, what, what we see in the book of Acts, man, there's gonna be something greater coming. There's an invitation for us to carry the spirit of God and the spirit of revival wherever we go. And there's gonna be a global awakening. Yeah. It's not gonna be stuck in one place. It's not just gonna be in Darwin. It's gonna be all over Australia and it's gonna be all over the world. Praise God, yes. And it all starts with you and me. Oh my gosh, this is where it gets exciting. Being personally revived. Being intimate with God. 
being consecrated and set apart for him so that wherever we go, we carry revival, you carry his spirit, you carry his presence, and you carry the answer, which is Jesus Christ, wherever you go. So how can we position ourselves? Number one, I've got three points. (laughs) Told you it'd be a nice, neat bow. (laughs) These aren't the only points, oh my goodness. Number one, make intimacy with God your number one priority. It has to be your number one priority. Know the Lord. From knowing him, you will walk in fruitfulness. It is impossible for me to spend time with the Lord and hear his voice and not feel the fire of the Holy Spirit in my heart. It's impossible. It's impossible for me to be in worship and not like be undone by his love and his presence. It's impossible for me to to experience the living God and, and that not go with me wherever I go. We need to carve out time to be with Jesus. And it's so easy for that to get squished out with our lives, with our busyness. I get it. I'm a doer. I've got a family. It's really easy for that to slip away. But man, we've got to carve it out. Learn to receive his love. Learn to wait on him. Learn to worship him, for goodness sake. Learn to be still in his presence. When you're intimate with God, you can't help but burn for him. Um, The second point, sanctify yourself. There was a word at the end of last year, Ruth was talking about just it's time to be set apart for God. It's a time to be consecrated for the Lord. Set yourself apart for God and for the work that he's prepared for you to do. Don't be distracted and consumed by all the things of the world and all the things that would try and pull you away from the work the Lord has called you to do. It's a season for having blinkers on. I'm going to know God and I'm going to do what he says. I'm going to know God and I'm going to do what he says. It's really that simple. And just to like make it clear, I'm not called to do what Sharon's called to do. And Sharon's not called to do what Kezi is called to do. And if you think, man, the only way that I can make a difference is by like doing ministry in a church, I'm like, no. Oh my gosh, the smallest minority of people are called to serve the saints and equip the saints for the work of ministry. Most of us are called to be salt and light in the world. And the Lord's got work for you to do. And it's time to let your light shine. (sighs) Hmm. Third point, be about the Father's business. That's what Jesus was doing. I'm going to be about my Father's business. What does the Father care about? Hmm. Thank you, Sharon. (laughs) 
1 Timothy 2.4, he desires all people to be saved and come to a knowledge of the truth. That's what the Father cares about. Every second, Google tells me two people die. Two people, every second, just going to an eternity, with him or without him. That's gotta grip our heart. That's gotta matter to us because it matters to his heart. The harvest is ripe. People need Jesus and they're looking for him. It's a great season to share the gospel. It's a great season to share hope. I saw this um, this morning on Facebook. (laughs) I thought it was very good. If sinners be damned, at least let them leap to hell over our dead bodies. And if they perish, let them perish with our arms wrapped around their knees. If hell must be filled, let it be filled in the teeth of our exertions. And let no one go unwarned or unprayed for. Let no one go unwarned or unprayed for. We're responsible for this generation of souls. We're responsible. And you, be, you might be like, oh, Naomi, but I'm not, I'm not an evangelist and I don't know how to get out there. Man, there are people in your world right now who don't know Jesus. There are people you're relationally connected to that don't know him. And so the first place you start is by getting on your knees and praying for those people every single day. Start on your knees, work on your knees, start there. And you pray for those people that their eyes would be open to the the Lord, that their ears would be sensitive, that the Lord would send them dreams, that the Lord would wake them up. That's where you start. Start praying for the people in your world that don't know Jesus. Start praying for your street, for your neighbours, for the mums and dads that you see at school, for the people in your world, for the, for the girl at the, at the park where Julia and Lou's staying. Man, it's powerful. Let's be praying for the people in our world, yeah? And next week because we don't just wanna be a church that's all about talk, 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 G you up and you go out and then you're like, you forget. Next week we're gonna be sharing four on-ramps for you to get involved in sharing the gospel. Four practical ways that that you can get out there amongst the lost. Does that make sense? We're gonna hear from four people and you're gonna hear what it looks like and, and it will just make it super practical for you. So you're like, maybe you don't have, you know, lots of you work full time. And I understand you don't have like every day just free to hit the streets and share the gospel. I understand that. But maybe you do have an hour like on a weekend. And maybe there'll be like one of the streams that we're going to share Maybe there'll be something that you're like, yes, I can do that. I can go and get my hands dirty there and I can share the love of Jesus that way. I feel like there'll, there'll, be, there'll be, your heart will be 
like, yes, it, it'll connect with one of them. And you'll be like, yes, I can, I can share the gospel with people that way. Does that make sense? So that's where we're going next week. Just so um, there's a practical way that you can start to engage with the lost. Amen? Um, I want to leave you today with Isaiah 60. And I feel like this is a great scripture to declare over yourself, even when you're not feeling particularly like you're full of light and fire. Man, you preach this to yourself. It says, Arise, shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. For behold, darkness shall cover the earth, and thick darkness the peoples, but the Lord will arise upon you. Man, you speak that over yourself, but the Lord will rise upon you. The Lord will rise upon me, and His glory will be seen upon you. And nations shall come to your light, and kings to the brightness of your rising. Arise, shine, your light has come. It's the word of the Lord. It's a time for personal revival. It's a time to like be in his presence and be revived. It's not time for complacency. If you feel complacent, then you need to shake that off. Because it's time to, to arise and shine. You're in the light. Take it to the darkness. Amen? All right. We want to have time for ministry today. So I want to get, get this away and I want to invite people, Sharon and Wayne, jump up. Grace, if you want to jump up. Ruthie, if you feel like you've got any words burning on your heart, jump up. But man, we want to invite you forward. I love in, in Acts, like they were continually filled with the Holy Spirit. We need, we need the Holy Spirit. We need to burn with the Holy Spirit. And so I want to invite you, man, if you want to be filled again with the Holy Spirit, if you, if you want to burn for Jesus, come up. We'd love to pray for you. Just want to pray the Holy Spirit over you.